Hello and welcome everybody to Team Fight Talk Show. That's right, we're back. Happy, uh, I guess it's winter in some places. It's, I mean, it's winter, well, pretty much everywhere in the Northern Hemisphere at least, but uh, you know, whether it's cold or not, it depends on your geographical location. But either way, I'm Doa. With me, of course, is Frodan. How you doing, Frodan? I'm doing great. So the past, uh, I missed everybody. It's been like a month yeah, or two, a, a month and change since like Set 6 released. And I just really have been... Uh, busy with life and stuff i've moved to seattle that was this that was this past week or two um i was traveling for events uh, i got married <laughs> this is not the big, order of uh, importance it was just just going back <laughs> most recent to the most distant um and then there's like this big like twitch rivals offline event we did so november was absolutely crazy december is like full-time tft focus uh so i'm really excited to be back Nice. Awesome. We're glad you're back, too. And we're also glad that we have our special guest, Team Liquid Zone, Kurum X. How you doing, man? Yo, I'm doing pretty good. Great. Uh, my life, not as exciting as Froden's. I kind of just sit <laughs> in my room, play TFT, and stream. So <laughs> I mean, <you laughs> That's what have... I've been up to. That's what I've been up to. That's exciting, too. You've got things like, you know, patch notes happening and, and yeah, patch saying notes. things That's, in Twitch yeah. chat. That's about set six has been popping off though. Like, yeah, I mean, Sussex has yeah. been pretty crazy. If there's yeah. any time where you should be locking yourself and streaming, it's like at the beginning of set six. Like, Soju's viewership has been popping off, and like as a result, like trickling down to like a bunch of other people. So mm. much like outside of TFT interest. Like, sure, there's like lead creators that have been interested in TFT, but there's many people who are uh, now getting into it. Just overall, it's a really good time to be a TFT fan. Yeah, uh, we've. We've got a ton to talk about today, actually, with that. We've got the usual stuff, the passion notes, everything. We even, I think for the first time in a while, we've got some, like, outside of the game stuff to talk about that does affect the game, which is which is interesting. That's that's new a little bit for a Team, team Fight Talk show. But like, uh, like Dan's saying, like, there's just been so much interest around League of Legends that have then kind of been translated into TFT. Like, basically, we, f we found out over time that, TFT set six was kind of like a, a preview of Arcane in the end. You know, everything in the set was basically referential to the the Netflix show. But we'll get into all that later. Um, I'm I'm hyped about a new segment for this show now that uh, is from the the brain of Frodan again. You the chat has augments. <laughs> we, have, we have Hextech augments in team in a team fight talk show now. So chat will get a chance to vote for one of these, and we are beholden to follow up on it at uh, at some point in the show. So here's our ones right. for today. Pandora's box. Go, why don't you go through them, Frodan? Go ahead. Yeah, so we have three options. You're going to be voting in chat, and based on the most popular vote, you are selecting an augment for our talk show episode. We'll be doing this uh, every single episode for set six, just making it very <laughs> thematic. So shout out to the production crew at Giant Slayer slash Wisdom for you know upping it. So the first is Pandora's mm -hmm. box, which is a random topic set by Chatter. I'm really, you know, I wasn't sure about this Frightened. one. I can't believe they actually took this idea. I thought, I I, that's kind of sauce. Yeah. I'm especially I'm with Kuram X right here. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And, well, why know? especially me? Why especially me? <laughs> because if anybody from Kuram's chat is trying to manipulate the, the vote of the polls and whatnot, I'm really scared about what topic they're going to set. So I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen. Option two is Phony Frontline, where the hosts impersonate community members during one segment. In this case, it would be Agree. And then three would be to change the tier list entirely. It'd be a, a topic that was uh, set beforehand, but you can change that. Maybe instead, currently going to do a different tier list. We'll find out. It's hmm. up to you. 
Interesting. Okay. Well, we're, uh, I'm looking at a chat right now to see what the choices are. It's pretty neck and neck right now between uh, the first couple. If there's any fans of the changing of the tier list, love to get their votes in. But uh, it's how long is this vote for? Is actually wait, it's over it and it's a tie. It's a tie, it's a tie have between. We have to have a runoff poll. Two. We have right. to have a runoff poll maybe now between uh, one and two. Yeah, we're going to do a new poll between one and two, between Pandora's Box and Phony Frontline. You know, it's it's like this in-game, too. You know, you kind of go by process of elimination, right? It's like, well, what one <laughs> am I definitely not going to pick? And then, like, out of those other two, there you go. Oh, wow. Look at look at oh, our production. Whoa. They look have the that. ability to make single <laughs> augments. I have no idea. We just moved to, like, new technology here, and it is it is showing. That's you impressive. know, both of these both these augments are like S tier as well. Tier one. They are. That's right. I think That's so. right. Yeah, these are like diamond augments, man. All right, I'm watching this vote <laughs> very closely. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote as well here. I'm I'm getting in on the action, but it does look like Pandora's box is pulling away. I'm uh, a little quite bit, a bit scared. The FB touchdowns so are coming the out. That 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 picks the topic. Well, you we'll know, we'll figure that out. Well, oh, okay. you know, we can choose. Should we? I don't know, Dan. Should we let? Should we let our guests choose? Like, what? What are we gonna do? Do we trust Kurum to make the choice? Like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. So our guests will end oh, up choosing choose. the topic. Oh, okay. So Kurum, if something choose. catches your eye, basically, what you should yeah. be doing right now, since Pandora's box is going to win by a pretty significant margin here, uh, try to just give a suggestion on what the topic is. Kurum will pick it, and then we'll talk about it later in the show because you know we're gonna go through news and do all the the normal headline stuff. And then when it comes time for it, we'll go ahead and, and talk about this topic. It'll be fun. All right, Kurum. I, I see one word that's constantly popping up in chat, but, but when you look through recent chat, <laughs> what, oh, uh, what only, topic? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I just see golf and FB touchdown. So like football or golf, but I'm not, I mean, those aren't, those aren't TFT related. It's okay. It doesn't so have to if, be. If anyone's got anything TFT related, I'm down. It doesn't even have to <laughs> okay. be. If you want to talk about football, oh. we can do that. I got a lot of stuff. Oh to no, do I, don't, Rogers, really, I don't but... really care about football. Or <laughs> <laughs> That'd be right, my right. talk show now. Yeah, we have some time. We have some time. Okay, so should we just talk about something else while Karam decides, or should we wait until uh, the choice is made? We've never uh, done this before. I I think we should do go over the news. Give some time All for right. sure, a sure. good topic to that. to come across Kerm's eye, and then after All we're right. done with news, Kerm be like, "Okay, this is the topic we're going to talk about. Let's go." Sounds fine. So let's take a look at the the B patch that uh, that came out. Let's uh, chat about that for a little bit. And uh, as such, there it is. So a little bit of nerfs to uh, to Katarina. I mean, like Katarina's been kind of like the meta of choice. Excuse me for the last uh, few weeks now. Or last couple of weeks or so, but uh, I've I've kind of enjoyed it because when I have two to three people contesting cat in my lobby, I get to play like a lot of other things uncontested. But uh, Kuro, what, what's what's been your impression uh, both on that, but then on on the B patch notes? Um, I mean, I think most of these changes were pretty good. Um, good thing the Katarina change happened, you know, like really early on, or or we would all be fucked right now. So, like, I think. Katarina is definitely an S tier comp after these changes, but you know people like as the patch goes on, like people find better ways to counter and stuff. Like like personally, I've I've climbed like infinite on this patch already, and I haven't played a single game of Katarina, so it's not like you have to play Katarina to climb. Um, the Scion change is basically just changing his identity completely. Uh, I think it's fine. You know, if they don't want Scion to be a carry, it's fine. They want Scion to be the frontliner for Samira, right? Hmm. That's like what the goal is, I guess. 
Um, the Colossus change really seems weird to me because you're playing two reverse fawns to activate this trait, and then you're nerfing the trait, and it's like, when would you ever play Colossus now? You know, uh, like you really need the trait. Like if you're gonna play two reverse fawns to activate a trait, the trait better be strong enough to to warrant playing, right? So, hmm. uh, yeah, the Colossus nerf was pretty weird to me. I don't really agree with that. Um, mutant definitely needed a nerf, but now it kind of feels like I just look at the mutant every single game. If it's not Darkstar, I ignore mutants completely. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like what they want. Um, but yeah. All right. <clears throat> Frodan, what are your thoughts on the BP? Yeah. I mean, he did a pretty good summary of like how important the B patch was. Like Katarina already mm -hmm. is running quite prevalent, but uh, just like Kerm said, you can definitely just climb totally fine without Katarina. It's, it's definitely overhyped and uh, quite beatable. Katarina actually doesn't win many lobbies. She usually like does a lot of she does a really good job securing top four, maybe even second, but has a hard time closing out because people position really well into sins. Um, mm -hmm. the, the really big thing though that uh, the nerf to or rather the um, the, the Katarina patch has done is accelerate the tempo of lobbies. Like I actually see a lot of people die by like uh, before Raptors, there's usually like one or two players. And then there's like half the lobby dead by like five, three. It's actually kind of nuts sometimes where it feels like there's three players at single digits and then like four people at like mm. 45 life. And then one person at like 80. Um, and I think that's largely due to like how the current tempo swings are going because of like the three, two roll down Katarina and the way Katarina wins is like a five Oh six Oh wipe every single time. So you have to really be good at building a mid-game board in Stage 3. That's probably the biggest skill to have at the moment, which is like playing a good Stage 3 into, a, you know, of course, the usual stuff like the, the transitions and proper itemization. But like if you have a fraudulent Stage 3 board and you're like in a position where you have to roll on 4-1, we already know what happens when you have to commit 40, 50 gold at 4-1. You're playing the lottery. You're, just, you're either going to have two copies of Yone 1 and do nothing uh, or like whatever carry you're trying to run. Or you're going to have to play like some kind of makeshift carry and hope that you don't queue into Katarina while she's spiking. So mm. this is kind of the dynamic that I think people are frustrated by at high level that ultimately is going to probably get nerfed. I don't know the exact patch notes off the top of my head, but Mort has indicated that reroll is going to be uh, significantly taken down. And this is also not just Katarina, but Trundle and a couple of other like, you know, really common two cost reroll stuff. Um, right. It's just been too strong right now in this patch. But other than that, it's been, I think it's been still really fun. Yeah, no, I've I've still had I've said it before. I I feel like I've had more fun with set six than I've had with uh, with any set on uh, on launch in TFT, which is which is saying a lot because I've enjoyed uh, some of the other ones like Chosen. I know I might be unique on that one, but I love that one. But uh, for me, I I understand the Colossus nerf, uh, and the reason is because I discovered uh, AD Cho three, um, and I've been using it to to win games on the ladder, and they decided that was just I a little bit too much. That. Yeah, I, I heard he was uh, also uh, playing that as well, and and you know, more took one look at it. He's like, nope, nope, not gonna allow that. That's we got it. We got to bring this down before more people discover it. So I'm telling you, the the Cho Tech, it's out there. That's that's why the nerf came through. Preemptive strike well, by the devs there. What's so funny is that they actually found a new Colossus build, which is the Clapio. You you build AD Galio, <laughs> and you give him all three Socialite and full Enchanter support. And mm -hmm. he literally claps in game, but he actually has such a base high base AD that when he crashes, he's he actually like two taps almost any carry, whether they're two or three star. So um, there are some viable like really interesting builds out there. I think Keen was the first player that I saw doing it. 
Uh, I'm not sure. I've never pulled it off, though. I think I average like a 6.5 placement when I try this comp, Kurum. So I, have you tried this comp? Is it, is it that good? Yeah, I mean, one one game I kind of got forced into it because uh, I was carrying like Samira 2 and there was basically no hope of getting Samira 3. Like I rolled a lot of gold and didn't find a single Samira. Hmm. And uh, like my augments are in like a weird way where like I could either go like, like I couldn't go 5 Imperial, but like I couldn't go 3 Imperial either. So I ended up just like selling Samira. And uh, uh, just stacking Galio one and praying to God I got a fourth, and it ended up being a third, even though it was like guaranteed bought two, bought four. So I mean, that was the one time I played it. Okay. Uh, I think the nice. comp actually sucks. I, I don't think it's very good. It's right? probably okay if you go fast nine, but like even then, like aren't there just better things to go for? Like like J- like Jinx and, and and Kaisa and stuff like that are just like better eighty carries. Uh, also, you should sure. hard countered by Giant Slayer. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that is true. I, I think I think the comp actually sucks, but it, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Like it has a cool name, and, and it's pretty fun to like watch Galio like slam on the whole team and one shot them. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes when you you make it work, it, it feels pretty cool. <clears throat> I think this is a, a great thing for TFT though. Like there always should be these compositions that like if you get them online once in a while in the right lobby, it looks really <laughs> good and it's fun and it's like a YouTube video or something like that, right? But it doesn't need to be meta. I've been a fan of the off meta stuff from you know day one so i i like it the more comps like this that are like on the tertiary of actually being good but sometimes good enough the better you know the best the best variation of this comp on meta tft averages a 5.2 do not oh. play this comp <laughs> i am telling you it is incredible it's, it's not, made. <laughs> yeah it's not it's not great it works once it's in a so while bad. you know <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's like if you hit like Galio two on eight and you don't hit any other eighty carry, just play Galio. Play around yeah. Galio. Yeah. Yes. It's like one of those twenty percent of the time it works every time comps, you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, my my theory is that uh, it'd be something that you can play with mercenaries because you can, like mercenaries are a way you can get Nikos, and then you want to play things like true, Infinity true. Edge on Gangplank anyways. So maybe like you cash out, you get like maybe the first legendary hit is Galio. Okay, cool. You got double Nico Galio and just like build into that. Like that makes more sense to me as opposed to mm-hmm. like starting the game out thinking like I'm gonna force this or like I oh, really there's no way. I mean, honestly, that's true for every five cost in the game though. Like. <laughs> Dude, dude, when 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 you're on like stage two and people are like, "Oh, it's a Jinx game," like, dude, please, like, there's no like, just just don't talk. Like, just, you, why you can't, can't you just play for specific five costs in TFT at, at like a high level? Like, why can't you just let us theory craft this AD Galio build? Like, why why do you have to shut us down? Come on, we're just trying to like we're trying uh, okay. to give the fans I mean, more I mean, options, I mean, man. <laughs> yeah, for for fun, I think you can uh, you can just go for it from the very beginning. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Just just send it right. Mm-hmm. Let's t- let's talk about let's talk about double up. It's uh it's gotten its first patch. That's right. Moving on to a game mode that I finally got to play some games of, and holy crap, is it fun! Like uh, I I'm in love with double up. Um, but it has a patch. There you go. Or it's it's in at least it's in. Was it not? Yeah, in it, that it, last it show? released uh in the while the, sh- it while released the show was on before our last show, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, we didn't have our previous, uh, we, we didn't really oh, have much we to, really to talk about it, but uh, Doubles mm, okay, is really right. fun. Um, it's quite degenerate, if I can just be very honest. It's like TFT, but like every like when, when you take off the limit breakers and, and as a result, everyone can just be mm-hmm. way too strong too quickly. 
but it's like a fun thing because you're working out these strategies uh yeah and overall it's like a really good kind of it feels it reminds me kind of like the way dota like does a bunch of stuff right like everything feels like way too strong and too broken but it kind of mm -hmm. makes it kind of works because everyone feels like they have tools to do stuff it's yeah. the old the old starcraft one thing right where like if everything is op then you know it balances out in a weird way how much uh how much double up have you been playing crow oh i have not played much i played some with kyun and i played some with my girlfriend hmm. um yeah who's a better double partner who's a better double oh. partner candy or or Kyun? I mean, I mean, it's cute. It's cute for sure. But, <laughs> oh, but no. Like, no, dude, that's I, the wrong answer. No, I, no. We, 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 I was playing with Kenny, and we were like, yeah, we should, we should funnel, we should funnel one, one player, and it was better to funnel me, and she sent me Poppy 1 instead of, instead of like, like I, don't, I don't get it. Poppy I don't get it. If you're going to funnel someone, why not send them all the resources that they need so that they can win faster and go to your other board and then help you? Right, like it—it's it, like wow. reverse funneling. It makes no sense to send over an item <laughs> with a shit unit. That makes no sense. Okay. We, anyway, yeah, we set, a better you we set you up. <laughs> easy, easy points, and yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but it's a fun yeah, game mode. It's a fun. Yeah, game it's mode. fun. It's, it's fun. Good. Also, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, there's like upcoming events for it, and then those will be really fun. When when does when does uh double up leave? Do you guys know? yeah hopefully it just is in the game permanently i mean well that's they, that's they the said thing, they're right? taking like, it out like uh like like soon i don't know how soon though wait really well they i said they're well, taking it out and then like working on it more and then re-releasing yeah. it later oh right right, yeah, right, yeah. right 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 i remember that i remember that wait more I dogs mean, in chat we can just ask him <laughs> oh really i mean hopefully because i remember they they said similar things about hyperroll as well where they were like we're not sure how long this is going to stick around you know it's it, obviously it's ended up sticking around it's it's a great like little practice tool but uh hopefully double up sticks around if it goes away to get like sort of like reworked and revamped okay mort says early january is the plan oh, okay. for like so a lot of time then yeah yeah for yeah. moving double so you got the you got the christmas break you got the holidays to uh to play some double up and enjoy it and give it give the devs a lot of data at least but yeah i i think it's awesome and uh i can't i can't imagine it ever going away permanently it's it's too good i think double up is something that like tft really needs yeah um like like a way to play with your friends and stuff. I, I actually think like that's one of the worst changes they ever made um in in actual League of Legends. It's like not letting you duo with people in Master, mm -hmm. like not letting you like duo with your friends, like like being able to like duo with your boy and, and like push for Challenger together. That that shit was fun. And it didn't even like give you like a I, I mean I guess some people could give like a really big advantage, you know, if they're like turbo synergy bot lane and just mm -hmm. hard stomp, but like when I used to duo in Challenger, like with like Josh Mabry and and other friends of mine, uh, it's not like I felt like some crazy advantage by by doing so. And but I, I think like uh, having a way to like play with someone else in TFT is is really important. I I, I, I kind of yeah, wish that 100%. they would make it like more competitive. Like the ranking system is kind of a joke. You know, getting promoted to like green and blue and, and orange tier <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Like it makes it feel like more like for fun instead of like more serious i think it like mm -hmm. kind of makes people not want to sweat as much and just uh just chill and like play for fun i, I think it would be fun to see like a competitive duo ladder is what i was what i'm saying yeah i agree and i think that like it makes sense for them to not take it like like the first iteration of double up might not even be the the iteration that actually is good for ranked and stuff. You know, there's like lot, mm -hmm. first of all, there's a lot of bugs <laughs> straight up in yeah. double up versus uh, solo queue. So uh, if it was actually like this sweat uh, ladder that actually like qualified for whatever, I'm sure that'd be driving people nuts because there's 
you know, Set6 is great, but uh, also very candidly, it's probably the buggiest that I've ever played of TFT. Um, and that's because it's so ambitious. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a good problem to have. And so I imagine that uh, they're probably going to try to see if Double Up could probably have its own ranking. At the same time, they've never said that they wanted to do that. So I'm, I'm not sure. It's one of those things where, like, uh, I would hope eventually, you know, as it gets developed more, they'll get to a point where we could do something like that. I think for now, like, the for fun stuff is fine because it's it's for fun right now. It's, it's not meant to be, like, taken super seriously, I think. But right. I'd love to see, like... A ladder system where you know either you can queue with a random partner but then you've got a separate ladder for like registered teams where it's like you know you kind of like they have the clash thing in the league client right where you can like set a team for a certain weekend oh for a clash that. tft like, that'd be yeah so be able to do that with duos like register your team and then see how far that duo can go you know that that'd be sick so hopefully we get things like that in the future that'd be that'd be pretty neat um but uh we have one more piece of news to talk about and then then we'll figure out uh the pandora's chat thing but silco this was kind of a shock when i woke up this morning i saw yeah. this and i was like wait what so you know remember we got akshan last set at the same time that he came out in league so that was that was new for tft to sort of get a champion at the same time as it releases on summoner's rift but now we get our own exclusive champion and it's none other than the champion inspired by my former co-caster Monte Cristo, Silco. <laughs> Who knew? Look at look at the guy. It's it's Aww. clearly he's the villain in Riot's universe. It clearly looks like Monty. It's it's so obvious, right? But uh, but it's going to be yes. great to have him in TFT. He was really neat in the show and all that. Um, and and more than this, they also talked about other uh, people. I don't even want to say champions anymore because they're saying other people might be coming in from outside of Runeterra, right? So we might see what, like, you know, who knows from Valorant characters like Mario, who knows at this point, right? Mario. Like, uh, Mario, it's the Smash Bros of auto chess now, who knows? But, uh, Kurum, what, what's your take on, on the news with Silco and everything else that went with it? Oh, uh, um, I mean, the first thing I saw about this was in Twitch chat saying Silco was coming to TFT. I just thought it was like the biggest troll. I didn't yeah. think there's, uh, I didn't think that was real, but it turns out <laughs> it is real. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's, I feel like he's almost for sure going to be a five cost now. Like, I mean, yeah, they're, obviously. They're like hyping him up be. and stuff, and he's probably going to have like a unique trade or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I think it'll be really cool to see like what they do with a champion that they don't have like any base to work with. Like, you know, in, in, in League, there's like four abilities to choose from. Mm -hmm. with, with this, like, it's only for TFT. Like, right. they have to like design it all themselves. So it's, it's going to be pretty cool to see what they come up with. Yeah. He's There's probably so not going to many... do sit-ups. <laughs> I hope he does some kind of work. That'd be pretty funny. Um, this is like such a big deal on many accounts. So on the surface, it's really hype because Arcane was a smashing success. Uh, for many reasons. You know, we're not here to necessarily deep dive into Arcane. First of all, we don't want to do spoilers. So for people who haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's really good. Especially if you're and a the fan final's of been out for over a week, so it's true. But you know, I still want to be mindful of it because some people were. I saw some people were saying, sure. "Oh, I don't want any spoilers of it." Maybe they're just trolling. Uh, so definitely go watch it. But you know, Arcane did such a good job actually having a video game adaptation in this kind of format that hasn't really been done, you know, well before. Um, kind of similar to like you know having the first like Marvel movies that actually felt uh, really good and introduced like superhero movies that could be cool. And then it kind of launched it into this. It feels like gaming hadn't had that moment as powerful as some of like the comic book stuff. 
And so this is like a really cool achievement from Riot. Then the fact that TFT is themed after Arcane, so you kind of get like one, a little bit of the feel of the world there, but you can kind of play Arcane, the show in form of TFT is really great. And this shows that Riot's investing more development resources into TFT. Like, why wouldn't they want mm -hmm. Silco to be like a League of Legends champions? Because it's a TFT exclusive thing, driving traffic only to TFT. And then they also talked about how they're willing to go beyond this uh, uh, Runeterra and maybe find ways to incorporate maybe characters you find, of course, in like Legends of Runeterra, the card game, but also like you mentioned Valorant or anything else that they do because Riot's been releasing games um, year over year out the wazoo. So there's just so many cool things to be excited for on top of uh, the, the growth of TFT in general. It's just, it's just such an exciting time. And I, I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, the last thing yeah. I want to say is that there are some, uh, you know, lore rumors of like what Silco actually represents and like, does he have any relations to other champions? Like, there's like discussions of Silco and Warwick. We won't talk a little bit too much why, but I'm very curious to see if that ends up being the case because that'd be really cool if that was. If that was. When I, when yeah. I first started watching Arcane, I thought it was Jin. He he looks he looks like Jin to me. I, I thought it was. I heard Jin a lot of people say watching. that. I think a lot but, of people uh, had that but, thought. But too. now I realize he's not Jin. He's just like his own guy. So. Which is cool. cool. Like, this is one of the things that really blew me away with Arcane. Because I admit I wasn't going into it expecting a lot. Um, I don't think a lot of us were, both based on just, like, video game media in the past. And then just kind of, like, Riot's League lore being kind of all over the place for those of us who kept track of that. Uh, but this this was good. It, it took the champions, like Dan said, and made them into, you know, believable people. Not just, like... The characters it wasn't just a tour de force of hey you remember that thing from the game well here it is oh aren't you happy to see that thing from the game here in the show but they waited so long for that it, it wasn't a, you know it, it's great i love I, I i don't want to get into spoilers but either way the characters felt like real people you had characters that were not champions like silco who may be one eventually but for now is not just coming into tft but i think you know maybe mid-set for tft they just changed the name of it to just be tft arcane because it is just arcane, the TFT <laughs> yeah. set, like all the traits, the, the, all the this, champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep, this champion is going to be busted, like for it sure. Has to be. <laughs> every every yeah, single sure. arcane-related champion is busted in this set. Like Caitlyn's one of the strongest one costs. Um, Victor busted. Jinx mm -hmm. is busted. Vi is busted. Like like all these champions are so busted. Jace. Like I was Jace is I... the best champion in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th I, for a long time, was waiting. You can ask my wife this now. Uh, I was waiting for Yumi and Galio to make an appearance somehow or something like that. Like, <laughs> if the flying cat would be, you know, part of the academy or whatever. Yeah. We had Heimer, so why why not Yumi? You know, anything is possible, right? But before before we move on, I, I want to do two things. I want to get some, some predictions. Predictions on two things from you. Uh, the yeah. first thing is I want you to predict what Silco's traits are going to be. You can go two trait or three trait with this. Uh, and I want you to predict one character from an IP that is not League of Legends to be in TFT. So okay. we'll go with you first. Oh. Me? Yeah, we'll go with you. Yeah, we'll go with you first, Kurum. We, oh, we start that's kind of hard. What? Uh, okay, his traits. Um, man, I feel like the joke everyone makes is like he's he's daddy. Yeah, but, we were talking like, about that before the show. I don't want to. Yeah. There's no way his trait is daddy. Um, we got sister. Why not? Why not? No, Why not but, daddy. But, Why not he has daddy? a relationship to Jinx. He, he would have to be. It would have to be a unique trait, right? Obviously, Jinx also can't be daddy. Um, but yeah, like, I don't think his trait <laughs> well, is going to be. It's because like, she like, if they did something like that, maybe it would be like guardian. 
caretaker something like that i don't i don't fucking know like like uh but yeah i think his trait will probably just be like something like more devious like evil like uh or not evil wow. but like you know like like leadership or, or something like that uh so like maybe like uh like commander or some shit i don't i don't know because like he's going to war with with fucking piltover right like maybe he'll be commander uh, i don't something like that you got note to self uh don't hire kurum to design trait names <laughs> in the future yeah oh no 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 dude no i, I don't think his trait will be daddy there's no shot <laughs> i hope, I hope all right so, so you, the the other thing we need from you then is uh is a, a character from outside of the league of legends universe to put in oh TFT. does it have to be like a fictional character or can it be like it could be any it could be anything you want sky's the limit can it be like a person sure okay because because i think it'd be really cool if you know how like if, if you win worlds right for league mm -hmm. you get like your own skin you get design your own skin what if you get like a chibi little legend version of yourself if you win worlds <laughs> like uh so, like you know if they're if they're willing to make like soko you know like like stuff that's not in league then maybe they'd be willing to make like little soju or something <laughs> like like chibi soju and then i could i could play using soju as my little legend wow and you can role play <laughs> as the little legend takes damage and soju is taking damage <laughs> yes 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 and it's really funny because this will never happen soju's not gonna oh win yeah yeah soju would have to they win do have to win that. world that's that's the the that's trouble right one. there I like, I like the idea though yeah all right frodan what what are your predictions uh so i think silco would get some unique trait similar to how Dr jace is like a transformer or you know yumi's a cuddly i think silco would get something kind of like how he's the industrialist how he's the mastermind um behind shimmer um this is not spoilers you, you find this out like in the first episode so sure. uh I, I think something that's kind of unique and then i think it would make sense if he's part of chemtech tree and they maybe like um have him share like a legendary trait with victor so it's kind of like silco and victor but i don't know maybe they take out victor by then i'm not entirely oh, sure how no victor even fits victor, in I, I, I don't know i'm not entirely sure but it, it kind of makes sense because he's part of that tree especially since uh, singe is also part of it um so something along those lines in terms of the prediction of who are the characters that are not in runeterra like I think people's first guess is Valorant, so I'm just going to go mm -hmm. ahead and say Valorant. And I think the iconic characters are like Jet, who is very anime-like anyways and kind of can fit League of Legends lore with her updraft and her um, her knives. Um, mm -hmm. The other, like, I think headliner is like Phoenix, but I think he's kind of taking a little bit of a backseat relative to Jet. So those would be my my guess. Who, who are also the, uh, like the main characters of Valorant? Because I only know Jet. <laughs> I mean, like, Jet, uh, Phoenix, Sage would be another one. Oh, Sage, yeah. I guess. Same right. Sage. Yeah. Sage is kind of boring. She's basically like Soraka, like, just straight up. She heals and builds walls. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, she's not really like Soraka in that sense. But... Yeah, I'm not Sage comes sure, in and sure. builds a wall that champions have to walk around to get to the other parts of the fight. Yeah, I mean, we had Anivia do that. That's that true. Was... Yeah. That's true. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, my my predictions. I mean, obviously, Syndicate. He has to be Syndicate. Um, I I think you could oh, maybe okay. fit. Fair enough. You could maybe fit Chemtech in there too. I think Syndicate is a given in my mind. Um, but we need something like. Uh, did we ever use Kingpin <laughs> as a, a name for a trait yet? I think because I think Set was boss. So I think Kingpin would be one. 
Yeah. He's kind of like, you know, the leader of the underground and he could have some sort of like, you know, relationship with other ones that way. But, you know, I don't know. I'm interested about his ability. He probably like does the thing where he like pokes his eyeball and, and but then he doesn't really get stronger. He just sort of like shakes a little bit. <laughs> so maybe he just shouts words of encouragement. Who knows? He's like the bard of TFT, but not the bard <laughs> from League of Legends. Different, like the bard from the D&D class. You, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Why'd they name a champion bard? But anyway, from outside the game, um, I I would say I've been playing a lot of Halo lately, so I, I'm going to pick the Master Chief. Master Chief in, in TFT. Bring the Master Chief into teamfight tactics. That's how you do it. His ability is uh, he he like uh, he calls on his phone and uh, like a warthog drives onto the board with like a couple marines and he just like does donuts in the middle of the board shooting everybody from the <laughs> on the back of the warthog like that's, that's right. uh the that's, infinite that's ammo my machine official prediction gun. that's right that's right oh that's geez right. that's <laughs> he so does funny. he doesn't afraid of anyone yeah okay. so there you go there's my official predictions but let's uh let's move on to uh pandora's uh pandora's chat uh, pandora's box they get to they get right. to choose a topic we still got to do that at some point so okay. uh you know as, as as we've been watching chat Kurum, uh do you have any sort of topic you would like to to talk a bit more about from chat okay there was someone that said um there's someone that said if any character from any franchise could be added then who would you want to see so okay. you see that one because that sure. was like one of the only sure. tft related ones i saw <laughs> sure, we can we expand sure. into it's that. Your, it's your topic. It's your topic. Right, right. But like, I don't, I don't really want to talk about golf or football. That's fine. So let's let's That's do understandable. this. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, so Dola, well, you you go you said first. Master oh, Chief. Me, I I said Master Chief. I could come up with another one, but uh, but I we'll go with Master Chief for now. How about you, Dan? Do you have anything else to to add? Um, I mean, if it, Smash Bros. Ultimate really pushed the boundaries of it, like heck, they have like a Minecraft yeah. character. Like, yeah, in the Steve game, is which in is, there, which is just so silly. So, like, I feel like anything I say is just like continuing to jump the shark, like like Clifford the Big Red Dog Let's or go. something. Like, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure, like what to add that hasn't already been like explored as like a, a weird crossover. So, the I, need, I need a second or two. <laughs> okay, Bo- well, Boba Fett well, comes in and, and joins the party. i think it's hard to think of something that wouldn't be like that wouldn't come off as like kind of cheesy you know or like like something that would be like really cool like thematically like i thought when arcane came out i thought arcane was gonna be like like some like cheesy like lighthearted show like i didn't know it was gonna be like so dark and like deep and like actually really interesting to watch so like I don't know like Riot Games I feel like they can pull some like crazy shit out of their ass like yeah. it, I I don't know what I would mm-hmm. want to see in TFT though. Um, they they did a collab with Fortnite. They put Jinx in Fortnite, so it's time that we put in someone from Fortnite, Fortnite. characters in 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 TFT. Yes. is it time? So it's only appropriate that we get Ninja Tyler <laughs> Blevins in Team Fight Tactics. Oh, no. Seven. There we go. <laughs> That's a hashtag. Please stream Team Fight Tactics. <laughs> Heart, love you, Riot Games. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you think, Kurum? Oh, I I actually I don't know. Um, I mean, my favorite franchise is probably like it, it's probably like my favorite franchise ever. It's probably Legend of Zelda, I guess. Like if I okay. like, go back all the way to my childhood, yeah, like, the most impactful game was Zelda for me. So that's right. I don't know. 
I don't know how Link would smurf in TFT or if he get shit on or what, but just need a Garen spin, you know. Just give him Triforce power. It actually, it works on both sides. True. Yeah. Oh yeah, he can actually use Triforce, huh? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, Master Sword. That's right. All right. Or well, thank like you for that topic. It. it was experimental. <laughs> we'll be adding more augments. The document has like thirty we'll work out different uh, augments, but yeah. Uh, that was our first attempt at it, so hope you enjoyed that. Let's go ahead and proceed with the show, though. I think we've stalled long enough. I, you know me. I could talk about this for hours, but let's move on to agree. Uh, augments are the best set mechanic so far. Kurum, agree? Hmm. It's between this and Chosen for sure. Like, they're both really fun. I think Augments are better than Chosen straight up. So, yeah, I'm going to say agree. All right, what do you feel that augments bring to the game uh, that tips the scales a little bit uh, ahead of Chosen? Um, I think it's like augments have more room for them to like push boundaries and, and like more room to uh, like more wiggle room to balance and stuff. The swings at Chosen were like so crazy. And honestly, the swings at augments right now are also like insanely crazy. Um, I just want to say that like even though I think like augments and chosen are like the best set mechanics so far, I mean that from like a perspective of like they are the most fun and have the most replayability. I think sure. they are also like the two most unbalanced things like TFT yeah, has ever seen. Exactly. <laughs> and, and the variance is actually insane. <laughs> a, a comp, a comp with with bad augments is like mm -hmm. ten times worse than a comp with good augments, right? Which I think is kind of what they're going for. They want like you know a comp to be S tier, but then like. It, without like if you just force it without the correct augments for it then you know it's not s tier anymore it's kind of mm -hmm. shit so yeah. um right now the main issue with augments is definitely that uh i can offer three augments but 80 percent, 80 to 90 percent of the time i can only choose one there's only one that makes any sense at all um especially like you know when you go offered like trait augments like really early on and it's like you can't even see your shop you have like three units like and you get offered like protector heart and it's like dude like what what can i do with this so yeah but easy agree though it sounds like or fairly yeah, yeah. easy I, agree i think this set is like it has some like the most replayability of any set i think i, I think so i would agree with that frodan agree oh it's a really easy agree for me um the and you can actually even uh judges based off of the sentiment exactly where we are but for set four um about a month and a half in people were already talking about how chosen might be the worst thing that ever happened to tft the usual stuff like what is more sure. dog and riot doing remove chosen from the game i really hope mid-set just removes chosen they were talking about all this stuff right now all people want is just a little bit more normalization right and that's what they're doing for the upcoming balance patch right i think they said like for example if you pick a chemtech uh you get like a zack or something like that these are like some ways that they can benefit or if you pick enchanter soul you get like eight gold on top of that these are really cool different levers that they can pull and ultimately mm. the reason why augments had the leg up over chosen in my opinion was because you could still play the game um your game plan and just work around the chosen right um mm -hmm. so like let's say you need to find a chosen dusk or chosen whatever and you can just kind of keep waiting until you eventually comes there's no such thing with augments. You only get three looks and then you're done. You don't get to reroll your augments and you really have to just kind of either pick 
And I actually find that um, it, it's a perfect balance of people who want to play like the same thing. The 21, they 20 on 20 Lux or Arcanist or Katarina, they can do that. But it's going to be a little bit trickier to do it. Um, and you have to improvise, which is great. Or the other people who want to play very open and flexibly can also get a lot out of the audience as well. So it's just it's just a really good um, demonstration of all the lessons that they've learned from the past five sets uh, mm. in, in both good and bad ways. And I, I just think it's just so good. Like set six is going to be, it's, it's actually scary because there's discussion about whether or not this is the best TFT will ever be. And then like from here is it all downhill. <laughs> and I guess that's just, that's a good problem to have. And it's not really my problem to solve. Mm, I don't think that's so. I, don't think, I think it's going to keep getting better. I, I actually think the timeline for TFT is kind of interesting because you know, you have set one, which is like basically a honeymoon period, right? No mechanic needed. The game was new. It was so fun. You know, mm. you play infinite and you still don't get bored. Then you get set two and it's fun for like a few months. And then you like, the mechanic is kind of boring. It's literally socialite, right? Um, and, and then, but we like, didn't here, know that like, the last few months of the set, you're like really bored. Yeah. And then set three, mm. well, set three galaxy set three was yeah. like the first time, like a mechanic has been really crazy and unbalanced. We had freaking lilac and, and stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, I think set three was, uh, like somewhere in the middle, I guess. And, and then chosen come out and it's like a shock. It, it, it like shocked, like everyone i think that that plays tft or has played tft for a long time it's like mm -hmm. this amount of variance was like never in tft before in any in any way like that and it's like all the competitive players are bitching they're like man this is crazy like like what is this bullshit this guy just hit three kills you know like chosen kill like it, it is it is bullshit like technically like it is bullshit but like <laughs> I, I don't think we really appreciated like even though it was bullshit, it was also pretty fun. And like, honestly, it kind of took the entire set for them to get the balance correct, mm -hmm. which hopefully doesn't happen with augments as well. Because um, I think like going into regionals, the patch was actually pretty balanced for 4.5. Like, especially yeah. when they made the change where you yeah, can't hit sure. four cost chosens on seven unless you're like the luckiest guy alive. Mm -hmm. um, so that was that was definitely a really good change. Um, and then and then we got set five, and I think set five was like actually like the most boring set of all time personally for me um i really didn't enjoy it at all i thought shadow items were just annoying and really situational and just not really fun for like someone that wants to play flex and um and then set six came out set, or sorry set 5.5 came out and it, it was a lot better definitely a lot better and, and then and then we got set six which it, it's like they took what they learned from like set four and set five and like applied it to set six kind of mm -hmm. it's like they know the game needs variance and replay like to be like replayable and, and fun but they also know like it can't be like too crazy i guess <clears throat> yeah you gotta have a balance yeah. well so uh, like I, I, I hope they take what they learned from like set six into set seven as well and then like set seven's even better and and so on and so on so i think they probably will I think yeah. uh, set six has been a uh, greatest hits of TFT so far. And so it's an agree for me too. I do think Chosen uh, contests the throne a little bit. That was a really fun mechanic. I've always talked about loving that one. But yeah, set six is great. Uh, so they're mm -hmm. easy agreed. Chad agreed too. Let's move on to question number two for agree. <clears throat> and it is. Uh, excitement about content like Arcane might drive more people to set six than excitement about the game itself. Kurum, agree? Uh, I think it definitely helps. I think it definitely helps. I kind of disagree, though, because if people are trying out TFT just because of Arcane and that game still sucks, 
then they're just gonna dip. So, uh, hmm. I think it needs to be both. So I guess agree, half agree? I don't, I don't know. You can have, like, both. We can put, like, both icons in there. <clears throat> I think both are really important. <clears throat> basically. There you go. Because right. uh, I think Arcane is something I can recommend to, like, even my mom, who knows nothing about League of Legends or anything. And Whoa. I think she would probably still maybe enjoy it. I'm not sure. But, like, I think Arcane is something you can recommend to your friends that have never, ever played League and not feel sort bad about Sort of. It. Unless they see uh, the, the horny mode in the show and then they start thinking like is this what you really like man that's like oh son you're into bdsm yordles okay oh <laughs> uh, oh I'm, oh wait i know what you're i'll accept about. you oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe well well for Odan, <laughs> agree uh i i don't i don't agree because i don't think it's like more people will be uh excited because of arcane but i will say that it's very synergistic, and it's one of these things where, like, so for example, uh, all throughout my timeline this past week has been, I'm going, I loved Arcane, and I might even try TFT, and I look at their profile, and it's like a, a, a like aspiring pro Valorant player, or like a person that like plays, um, you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like people put, like used to play League of Legends, like there's people who've been like trying out TFT as a result, um, but that's because. They saw a lot of buzz and excitement at the baseline of set six before Arcane even mm. released. And so I think Kerm's right. Like saying like, oh, Arcane is like what drives the hyper TFT um, more than just like the game itself. I mean, it's it's just it's just another really important layer. And perhaps like everyone talk every, especially the high ELO community, right? Always talks about like what is Riot doing to promote TFT? What is Riot doing to promote TFT? This is what they're doing to promote TFT. And like, it's some of the most excitement and conversation we've ever had about the game since release. And it's just, mm -hmm. you know, stocks are going way up right now. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, so this is a really interesting question, I think, um, because it's, and I'd love to know what the numbers are at the end of the day, as far as like how many new users played a game of TFT this set after Arcane came out versus like, looking at other sets like amount of new years is not that kind of stuff because if you look at uh the league of legends client in general well first of all we talked about tft gizmos and gadgets basically being uh tft arcane mort says the numbers are four i don't believe you Mort. i think it's probably higher than that but uh it's you so if you look at the league client all that you look at getting into playing summoner's rift you look at getting into tft summoner's rift i think has a much steeper learning curve frankly than TFT. TFT, you can literally just get in a game and play it and learn as you go. Uh, mm -hmm. Summoner's Rift, you go through like training scenarios, you play with bots, you, you have to go through a lot to actually play with real people. And then when you do, they flame you. So I feel like <laughs> TFT is a much more accessible way to get into the League of Legends universe, into the client too. So I, I think stuff like this is going to be great for TFT. So will it for sure I don't, I don't know, but I'm actually going to agree because the question says might, and I think it, I think it might actually do that. So I, I'm very curious to see if I can get it, my hands on some of that data at the end of the set and see what the effect of that was. Cause I think it's a cool experiment in, in gaming in general. So it's, I neat. will say one major area of improvement. And I know more in chat and I hope, I think a lot of people from the riot uh, TFT team actually do watch the show with their live or VOD. The new player experience is still quite a travesty. I, I think TFT could do so much better to onboard new players instead of just throwing them into the wild. Um, nah, just toss them in there. I, I think that I think I think the new player experience could be greatly improved. Um, and I know that because uh, you know I like especially since Arcane has come out in the past um, 
couple of months or past month of set six, I've had more people from the Hearthstone community like ask me about TFT and try to get involved. I'm trying to teach them. I even coach a few of them. Uh, and some who are new players are just like completely overwhelmed and they just, they want to learn badly, but it's like really hard for them to want to continue to stick through it. Mm -hmm. My face is a travesty. Say it to me. <laughs> you wouldn't say that to me at land, Mort. <laughs> wow. On that note, let's move on to the next uh, Greek question. Uh, players should not be allowed to stream their POVs once spectator mode is publicly available. Hmm. Uh, we got some. We got some divisive ones today. Uh, Kurum, what do you think? Players should not be allowed to stream their POVs once spectator mode is yeah. publicly available. It's a competitive um... integrity question. Oh really? Okay. Um. I mean, do people get advantages from streaming their POV though? Like, I don't know. Do they? Reading chat, like, is re the reading chat is a disadvantage. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, uh, probably, <laughs> realistically, I, I, I think it's actually a really big disadvantage. <laughs> Oh, if, if the player deserves to be there, reading chat should be a disadvantage yeah. for sure. Look. Um, anyway, it, I mean, if TFT wants to be taken seriously as an esport one day, then I think agree. Okay, okay. Just to make sure everything one hundred percent is unquestionably above board. Yeah, like I think it's kind of scoffed that like everyone needs to like stream it themselves for like people like, for the main broadcast to like be able to watch um but i mean like I ideally like the big tourneys are in person anyway right so maybe someday uh, in, in that case then like obviously players wouldn't be allowed to stream uh right if it was on land so frodan i can't wait disagree. to hear your thoughts on this one disagree, disagree? Not disagree surprised. sorry that's like tyler <laughs> one yelling in the mic uh yeah. i think it's the opposite i think i think that esports should be in general leaning towards everybody streaming their pov assuming it's you know technologically oh, really? capable and and you know it doesn't hinder the broadcast because this offers a more unique fan um viewing experience and that they can customize uh especially in a game like tft no matter how good doa and i and and, and the main broadcast is we're not gonna be able to watch current pov the entire tournament and some players do want to watch Kerm's uh, progress throughout the entire tournament because they're there for him and, and maybe a few others, but like they really want to support him and watch the journey. You know, like it, it, you want to see the entire narrative play out and everyone goes into a tournament with the own stories that they want to see play out. And so... But um, if, didn't... Uh, sorry to interrupt, but did, at, at Set3 Worlds, like didn't China have like a thing on their streaming site where you could like spectate every single player like you you could like click a button and like go see the specific player like what's going on there Wait, like wouldn't really? that wouldn't that be the best like a Did main they? broadcast that's interactive okay for fans i mean yeah so, like, yes go to whichever that's, board that's that they want us to look at like that's that, something i, think I that was be... gonna get into but yeah oh yeah okay yeah yeah okay. if that was possible from spectator mode like uh like you're talking about like how in um like dota 2 right you can like hop into the game and then choose which commentators you're listening to even as well mm. i hope you uh choose me but uh, the idea is that if, <laughs> if this was possible then yes absolutely but in general like i think that 
we don't take advantage enough of our digital, uh, the fact that we're all like that we own the digital space and traditional sports, right? They, they are even trying to do that. They're offering you so many different streams. Like, well, here's Manning um, stream now. Exactly. Yeah. Here's Peyton Manning and, and Eli Manning talking about the game. They're basically co-streaming, right? Peyton Manning and Eli Manning co-stream NFL games now. And that's like something mm -hmm. that like we've been doing for years. Uh, so I, I think like, if anything, we should be leaning more into having a lot of people stream and that way, you know, players get more screen time. So that way they're more familiar with it. Right. Like I, I, I still have never really seen new battle space and I, and I hope one day we can, but you know, th these are the ways that people can really tie into it. And it wasn't until we saw new Battle's name, like for the 200th time being rank one. And like you know, doing really well, to, people start to accept him and like start to recognize that. So the more exposure, the better. Right. Uh, I I'm gonna uh, agree with this one, but with the caveat of uh, of a lot of things that were just said, like uh, Kerem saying being able to look at the POV, the different POVs you want to, because I do think as long as people are you know streaming publicly, there can be competitive integrity issues. Like it, even if we haven't had it happen a lot in TFT yet, which I don't think we really have had it happen a lot, which is great. It's still out there. No, I agree. I agree. Change me to agree production. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with this one. But uh, so I, I do think that has to happen where we can't allow things to continue the way that they have been. But uh, I do think that there needs to be the ability for people to look at the views they want to look at rather than the main broadcast or listen to the main broadcast, listen to the commentators, but follow one POV. And this stretch, this stretches back all the way to over a decade ago when I was here in South Korea and watching StarCraft one matches in the studios, because even back then in the studio, they would have the big screen that would show the observers POV. But then on the left and right, they would have the individual player POVs too on smaller monitors. So if you wanted to, you could watch whoever's POV from their perspective that entire time. But, you know, the big monitor was right there to just watch like the, the broadcast itself. So even all the way 10 years ago, that was already being recognized as something that was important as being able to watch individual POVs, right? People wanted to get good at that particular race, Terran or Zerg or Protoss or whatever in StarCraft, you know? Uh, in Overwatch League, we had a service for a while uh, where you could choose whatever player's point of view you wanted to watch and watch that and then still hear the main game commentary over it. And that was great, too. So I'm I'm like seeing a TFT future like that, right, where you've got the main broadcast, you've got that audio, but then you've got the ability to watch and study whatever player you want to. So as long as that exists, then I think we can we can change things up from just having everyone stream their POVs. But Obviously, we need things to change on planet Earth a bit first before we can get into all that, you know, in reality. But I think that'd be cool. So it's an agree for me, but uh, interesting question, interesting uh, conversation that could be a podcast in itself. But we have to move on. Next agree question, our final one is from Soju. He was he said this on his stream. Uh, we couldn't play the clip for you, but he said, if you have to use Blitz, you're just admitting that you suck at the game. Blitz, of course, is the, you know one of the tracking apps that's become popular, of course, with yeah, not Blitzcrank. You, no. you have likely. <laughs> yeah, not Blitzcrank itself. We're talking about the tracking app. That's right. We all love Blitzcrank. But uh, Kurum, what, what have you to say about this, uh, this statement from Soju? Okay. I mean, this is a disagree for sure. And I just want to say that there's no way Soju actually believes this because uh he started using it like a couple days ago as well oh um really soju just has a lot of stuff that he doesn't actually <laughs> believe, i think so uh 
but I will say, I mean, I, I've voiced my opinion on this like a lot. Um, I basically relate like tracking matchmaking, like in your head or like manually, like it, it's kind of like tracking, like dragon timers and Baron timers and blue buff timers before mm-hmm. they were implemented into the game. Right. It definitely gives you an advantage. Um, like, like say, say like there's no timers, right? Say there's no blitz up. Like it definitely gives you an advantage to do that. I don't think it's like a skillful thing to do. Um, I, I don't think it's like, it makes you more skilled to check dragon timer and, and like post it in chat. It, it's definitely like a really good thing to do to help you win. Uh, I think like them putting it into the game, like, like uh, putting it like into the game, like for everyone to see. I remember there was like a lot of backlash back then when it happened in league and they're like, Oh, like you're moving skill. That's been in the game for so long. Like, dude, it's, it's like, it should be publicly available information. Like, I don't think it's skillful to like have this like timer tracked. And I, I kind of look at blitz up like the exact same way. It's like, it should be publicly available. It should be in the game. Um, it should be available for everyone to use. I, I don't think that they should have allowed blitz app. Uh, before it was implemented into the game like uh itself uh, i think it's kind of dumb that they that they allow it because because now you're at like a pretty big disadvantage if you if you don't use blitz app and uh, especially for tournaments because you have to use extra brain power just to like figure out who is in your pool right mm-hmm. and, and uh that's brain power you could use to focus on like transitions or, or like direction or items and stuff mm-hmm. like that right so I think it's a really big disadvantage if you don't use it. You should definitely use it. I think it should be in the game already, but it's not. So that sucks. Um, but, I mean, as long as it's allowed, of course, you need to use it. You're just putting yourself at a big disadvantage for no reason. So, hmm. All right. Frodan, agree or disagree? Yeah. <clears throat> really easy disagree. Uh, just for context, this was said to Vaisoju just a few hours ago um, as he was uninstalling Blitz. And he and he said that specifically, it removes the fun of the game for him, which is really funny because hmm. Sox says the opposite in chat. So there you go. Two uh, people yeah. who are on opposite sides of this issue that are well-respected in the community. Well, one of them is at least very well-respected. The other one, we're not entirely sure. Uh, the, the thing about this is that is exactly what Kerm said, which is what are the skills that you want to test in a TFT player? Is it memorization? Because, you know, let's say we're playing Texas <clears throat> Hold'em. And every time you get the fourth card, the turn, you flip over one of the cards in the community. And you just have to remember. And then when you get the river, the fifth card, you flip over another card in the community in the, in the first three cards. It's like, does that add skill to the game? I mean, in some ways, yes. But like the, the, there's, there's, no, there's not really what should be tested at that point. And matchup tracking is the same way. There's so many things to already juggle in a game of TFT that you can't truly master every major skill. And that's why you see so many streamers simplify the game almost to an extreme degree because they have to. If they talk about every possible variable and every possible outcome, they would miss their turn and they would be performing badly on stream. Instead, they have to boil things down to very simple, like I just need to do this and we're good to go. Um, in reality, they're sacrificing, they're doing trade-offs in their mind. They're just vocalizing like one sentence summary of what they need to do. Uh, it's just tedious. Like it's just it's just it's just adding like tediousness to the game. Like I don't think it's a skill to mm, to track exactly, timers to exactly. track matchmaking. So uh, it's a disagree um, that I think that it's a really important tool. And I get what Soju's saying though, which is like he personally uh, enjoys like scouting around the boards because the the additional commentary of this is that uh, when he was using a matchup tracker, he was only scouting three people in the lobby, and he felt like he was playing worse because he wasn't looking at what the entire lobby was doing 
and therefore not adapting his strategy, right? He wasn't seeing if the whole lobby mm. was AP, and all of a sudden he needed to play a lot more enchanters and drop some of his bodyguard from line, for example. Like, that's that's yeah, but shouldn't that be, like, a separate thought anyway? Like, besides, like, who, who, who am I fighting in the next three rounds compared to, like, what do I need in my comp? Like, those should be two mm. separate thoughts. Right. Those shouldn't be, like, oh, on the way to figuring out who I'm <laughs> fighting, I'm also deciding this. It's, like... Right. Like those are those are already two separate things. Yeah, um, it's, it's a good point. Yeah. It's also a good point. Well, for me, uh, it's it's a pretty easy disagree again too. And like this is this is like a, a debate that's been you know around as long as esports has been around. Like it was a Baron Dragon timers in League. It was like multi building select in StarCraft Two when that came out. And it's it's like I whenever uh, games try to eliminate the mental busy work. Uh, some players uh, that were good at that stuff uh, feel like they're being unfairly punished sometimes, right? Because it's like, well, I got good at this one skill, and now you're taking that skill out of the game, and then like, you know, now you're just making it easier for everyone else, and like, I, why should they get for free what I had to work at? So I, I get the sentiment with it, but at the same time, it's like Dan said, you know, where it's like, what are the skills we really want to test in TFT? And and I don't know if honestly, like knowing to knowing who you're playing next really reduces the skill level that much honestly it takes out some of the busy work but you still do have this burden of scouting the lobby whether you're playing against people or not because you know like we talked you need to keep track of what other people are doing in the lobby whether or not you're playing them anytime soon to be able to know what to do with your own board right so scouting is still very much going to be alive and well but i think it does make sense to you know put that stuff in there i do think it's unfortunate that the blitz app and like apps like that have become kind of mandatory right now um especially in the tournament setting but you know it, it is what it is at the moment yeah, i mean if but i had it my way i would never if i had it my way i would never have uh poor dog even make the tweet in the first place allowing it you know i would just say like just just keep it banned until it's in the game but it it, it is, presents an awkward out, situation and and yeah. now if you don't use it you're trolling especially attorneys like at the same time like, when like, i'm streaming when i'm playing ladder when i'm reading chat during the game like mm -hmm. i barely even use the blitz app because like i'm already focusing on so many different things and uh like honestly like it's just not that big of an advantage but like in tourneys if you're using if you're expending brain power like instead of like focusing on other things like it's it's really bad it's i think really it's one of those you. things too where it's like it's better to just allow it than turn a bunch of players into criminals that wouldn't be criminals otherwise, you know, more or less. <clears throat> or it's like, you know, prohibition in the 1920s, Criminal. right? You know, it's a, it's a, it's TFT <laughs> prohibition. You don't want to turn it's people using intense. WhatsApp into hardened criminals, you know? Mm -hmm. So sure. there you go. But easy disagree. I think chat disagreed too, if I remember back then, uh, back, back when we saw that. But uh, interesting debate. We had a lot of good questions on Agree today. I think there was a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. But we got to move on. Let's talk about esports a little bit. Uh, we had the uh, set six format. We chatted about some of this stuff a little bit last uh, last show, but we'll we'll get some quick thoughts on it this time around too. Uh, Kuram, uh, what what's your thoughts on the the format overall for uh, set uh, six? Has it been used to? Uh, it's not very good. It's kind of sleeper. Um, basically, only the only thing that matters is uh, is tourneys. But like these tourneys aren't that hype. Uh, they have like five to ten k prize pools, and they're spread out over like two two months in between tourneys. Like we have like a two month gap from the first tourney to the second. We're all just playing ladder, and, and there's like two in January. The thing is, like, what's up? It's there's in two January? in January then. Oh, there's two in January. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think like there's 
the it's not that hype because there's not like that much motivation to, to push ladder for for like top two unless you want to be like a turbo sweat and like honestly as a streamer i don't think it's really worth to be like a turbo sweat uh and, and try to push like top two because then like what you're like sitting playing on smurfs and stuff like a lot and it's just not that not that fun so um i think the competitive scene the, the competitive format it, it's probably better than than the last set i think it feels like better than the up. last set yeah but uh i don't know i don't know i think it's it's okay it, it's not the worst like i'm not gonna like talk a lot of shit about it because it's honestly not the worst well, I think, what, like, I'll, I'll frame it if this you're a way, good player then. you probably will qualify your attorneys so well, well so i'll frame it this way what what would you like to see that uh that this lacks i mean the attorney based system would actually be really hype i think if the attorneys were actually hype themselves um what would what would make them more hype more money what that's that's it i mean the answer is higher stakes there's there's not really much stakes hmm. for for me yeah. going into the first tourney um for me going into the first tourney Day two was much more hype trying to get to day three than playing for plus one qualifier point per slot on, on day three. Like, and mm. I, I don't think the, the final day is supposed to be less hype than the second day. Like, like the, but I'm pretty sure like okay. pretty much everyone felt like that unless you're hiring your ass off on the day hard enough to get first place because then, you know, MSI is at stake, which is pretty cool, getting a free slot in MSI. The, yeah. the thing is, like, if you're on the final day uh, of that tourney and you do well in the next tourney as well, which you should... If you're if you're on the final day of that tourney, then you're already guaranteed a slot in MSI anyway. I think uh, I, I can't recall like exactly the format, but I think you are. So interesting. Um, okay, that's that's a really uh, interesting point. So the, from the, the player... stakes are too the stakes are too low. Like there's not okay. enough at stake. I think. Yeah. I, I just think that there right. needs to be more uniformity in the format. It's just too many. There's just too much. Um, stuff going on it's like so complicated with how you can qualify and and i get it right the idea is that they want to set up uh, an opportunity to qualify uh via points right um via, trying to please uh, everybody leaderboard. Yeah, yeah they're trying to do a lot sorry i'm the, my my lights aren't set up i'm sweating like crazy right now uh <laughs> my hair looks like victor allison uh so i think that um what they try to do is do all these crazy elaborate things you can do through leaderboards or you can do things through like tournament cups uh and then there's also like point systems I think if they just set up like a majors circuit and just said, hey, there's like four tournaments and they're big ones, like 25, 50K mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm, yeah. Uh, and just like each of them, we're taking the top two and then, or, and, and then the, and then the, and then we're going to have them play for the spots for worlds, right? Like late at the end. Like that's enough. It's simple enough that people, and all you have to do is like be 300 LP masters to, to be able to enter, right? That's like, there's some kind of like a uh, benchmark where people can go for. It's a very simple step for people to see like, okay, sure. first I need to be able to play in the qualifiers. Then I'll be able to like go and, and try to qualify for the regionals and then I'll go to the world championship. I look at this, I don't ha know how we actually get to the regional finals. Um, Cause like <laughs> who, what qualifies as the Piltover cup? What qualifies as, as the Zon cup? What qualifies as the innovation cup? These are all really <coughs> cool, like set theme trait stuff, but like it doesn't actually tell us like what well, it is. It's just a, it's just a flow chart. You can look at it, all the information is on the website, right? If you want to dive deep. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that chart. Yeah, because I, 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 I think I'm just saying that it, 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 it kind of lacks like a, an elegance to it because it just feels like, well, here are all these like complicated ways that you can get through. And it's just like, it should mm -hmm. just be straightforward as like enter these big tournaments, 
everyone's playing in it um and and it just creates that hype right i mean i do like what they did with like top players on ladder getting a buy through the first day like that was a really good idea by them i think because uh it still makes ladder relevant right top ladder mm-hmm. rank is still relevant you know you're getting an advantage for performing really well on ladder um but it's not you know sweating 12 weeks straight for snapshots sitting every single week getting your 10 games in afk right you know so i think that it's... was a really good idea by them for sure yeah, that's that's one of the hard things to balance with TFT is balancing a ladder importance versus tournament importance. And you know, as time goes sure. on, and ideally we we'd have like more and more in person tournaments. Like I would imagine <clears throat> that some regions are going to go to a situation like, for instance, Korea like could totally have something if they don't already, where it's like you have a qualifier and then you have like you know sixteen players who are in a season of matches, so they play like weekly matches, and then you have a winner at the end of that, right? And like that process somehow qualifies into you know worlds later that year but you know more consistent events throughout i think uh people would would like uh you know we we have a good amount of tournaments to set for sure but what i miss is weekly progression right and we had some of this in some of the old giant slayer series tournaments where we had we got to see players adapt their strategies week to week get to see them adapt to different patches as they came out and you get to you get much more of a storyline, you know. And so mm-hmm. I would rather have longer seasons almost than uh, weekend tournaments. So, just my two cents on that. But uh, let's move on and, and talk a little bit about uh, some of the qualifiers that have come through some of these tournaments already uh, through the Piltover Cup. We had Pakigam, Pawn Up, Pickled Onion, and Ramblin make it through. Uh, some names that are very familiar with the uh, community and some names that uh, are just coming up, you know. So it'll be neat to see if they can hold out. We talked about this a little bit last time too, but any, any reactions to our top four that made it through? Mm. Honestly, uh, wait, let me look at it again. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ramblin, who's there? Pocky, Pickle, Pawn Up. I mean, Ramblin and yeah. Pocky are no-brainers. They're insane. Like, they're, yeah, they're have been the same players since they started playing the game. I think Ramblin always has, like, some of the least games played with, like, some of the best stats, right? He, he takes the route of, like, you know, not grinding, but just, like, just being better than everyone else. So, achieving <laughs> the same with less. Um, Pocky, you know, it's, like, one of the most innovative players I, I've ever played first. He, he comes, like, he pulls Ram shit out of his ass. I, I've seen him like top four, like top three with Velkos one in, in region in a regionals lobby, like that lobby yeah. is hell. And he's like top three with Velkos one. I don't even understand how that's possible. Um, I think Pick on Pawnup are definitely like weaker players than than, than Ramblin and Pocky, but but I, I still respect them a lot. Like I don't know much about Pawnup. I watch Pickle stream like pretty often. He, he's usually like you know like somewhere like around like like one KLP or something. Uh, during during the set, I think he's a, a good player. I know Socks like really, really, really respects him, um, and I I really, really respect Socks. So uh, if Socks thinks he's good, then I I know he must be good. <laughs> so uh, Ponov, I don't know much about him, so can't say much about him. But uh, I'm sure, I mean, if he if he got first, then he's probably pretty good. True enough, Frodan. Any uh, any thoughts, especially on on uh, two of our newer newish faces? Because I know what we've done. I know Pickled Onion's been in like tournaments before. I remember that name from other tournaments. Pawn up, not as much, but uh, need to see him make it through. I mean, we've seen Pawn up like you know just be like a solid top 
challenger player. Like maybe he's not mm-hmm. necessarily like holding rank one, but he's always just kind of been there, always making appearances like in the top 10. Um, I think that uh, all these players have also competed in like regional qualifiers as well. So like, no, it's not surprising to see them break through. It'll be more interesting to see like, uh, in my opinion, the story is people like Pocky taking an extended break. I think Pocky is just like not mm. playing until like basically <laughs> mid set or whatnot. I mean, he, he's just he's just chilling. Um, and so I'm looking forward to see like whether or not you know Pocky and Ramblin keep it up, or they're going to kind of take it easy and as a result like be more well rested, but perhaps not necessarily um, you know as sharp as they would be if they're just grinding all the time. Or who knows, maybe it works the other way around. Uh, so I, th- I think it's great. Um, Ramblin, I mean, I'm the most happy for Ramblin here because he never really has gotten uh, the, the 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 accolades that he really deserves relative to his skill level. I mean, people hype him up all the time. Look at his, his duo partner, Robin Songs, who just like talks about how he thinks Ram's the best player in North America. And man, watching his games back was just a pleasure because he just he just sees it right. Like he like it's it, the the most infuriating thing about watching <coughs> Ramblin is that. He makes it seem so easy, and it's really not a lot of times. Uh, he's just like, oh, well, you just do X, Y, Z because one, two, three. And it's like, well, yeah, when you put it like that, it makes a lot of sense, and then he just wins. So he, Your he brain on, works like, that way. It's easy, yeah. It's like he got like three firsts out of five games or something like that and like never dropped out of top four. It was just like ridiculous. The guy is so good. So. Hmm. All right, well, let's check out some of the EU results. Uh, we had our top 16 there. Uh, names on this list. I think Scipius is uh, a name that we're fairly familiar with, but uh, there's a lot of names. I mean, Fluffy, obviously. There's a lot of names on here, though, that uh, I have not seen before. Uh, just a few that, uh, yeah, a couple that I that I recognize, but there's is a lot it, of Is this still ongoing? Here. How does this work? Is this still uh, happening right now? I believe it, I believe this was the results from today, because I saw Fluffy mm-hmm. tweeting his results as he was playing, because He's my homie from Hearthstone, so I try to follow his, him along. Oh, so mm-hmm. do you get something better for one to eight than than nine to sixteen? Or uh, I'll check. Like sorted. There's a website for this. RisingLegends.gg. Yeah, I have not. I have not kept up with the EU at all. So I'm sad that I don't see Salvi because I think Salvi is the best EU player of all time. But uh, so they, this is the results of the first qualifier. This weekend is called mm. the Gold, Gold, Golden Spatula Cup, uh, and this directly qualifies them for EMEA finals. So, right, all right, cool. So there's the stakes. Uh, we'll see who makes it through. But it's cool to see so many new names on that list. Uh, we know Europe's got a lot of a lot of talent, and mm-hmm. so we'll see who makes it through. I suppose. Yeah, the uh, only two tired. I recognize are Wonder, Fluffy, and Skipeus. So I do yep. not know any of these people. I am in the same boat as you. Oh, Aqua Wonder, shout out to matches. him. He's also another mm-hmm. former Hearthstone player. I, I just got to look out for my boys, yeah. you know? I just got to call him out. I think he's on my team. Yeah, he's on my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't he on Liquid? <laughs> yeah, he's on Liquid. So you could probably get to know him a little bit then, yeah. <laughs> Actually, he uh, he helped me out. Oh, wait, no, no, no. He didn't help me out. Never mind. I was thinking of Snooty. I remember Snooty gave me a, oh, like an EU EU West account to practice on for uh, regionals or for worlds and stuff for. But don't don't Wait. tell more dog because that's the account uh, sharing. Don't admit to account sharing. Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah anyway, sorry. moving on. Anyway, Time to go yeah. to everyone's favorite segment. It's a tier list. Whoa, let's talk about this. Dan, Dan takes a drink through his transparent water bottle. Let's let's hear uh, Kurum's NA tier list as it is right now. The oh, we're doing this right America. now. Oh, this kind of we're hard. doing it right now. We're doing it. Okay. 
<clears throat> Any order Best you want to right now? around. Yeah. yeah. Um, should I go top down or 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 whatever you want? You can start in the middle. Up. You can go wherever you want. Bottom up, oh, top man. down. Skip okay. Around. I mean, for the uh, first place is socks. I'm I'm pretty sure it has to be socks. All right. There's no way it's not socks. Second place has to be Satsuko. There's no way it's not Satsuko. This is just okay. for the set, right? Yeah, yeah. Just right, uh, just, just right for now. Six, NA, like yeah. right now, like they're they're yeah. still over right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Top two is definitely socks and Satsuko. After that, um, it gets a little bit sus. Uh, it's probably GVA. It's probably GVA. Yeah. It's probably GVA. GVA is holding rank one okay. like pretty often, right? Fair. Um. He was like one of the first people that started playing AP, like a lot of AP. Hmm. So, um, after that, it's people like me and Soju and Spencer and Solus. Dude, it's a lot of like old players actually that are like popping off this set. Isn't it? That's kind of weird. Cause uh, usually it's like the new player. I guess like Newbell fucking retired. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, let, let me try to sort these people. Uh, I think that man, it's actually really close. Damn, ah, Nantam is so good too, and he's like an old player. Damn, how do you even sort these people? Holy shit! You can always move them around if you want to, but yeah, it it, it is okay. Let's just difficult. put people on the board. Fuck it. Um, let's just put me, Spencer, Soju. Nantam, Solus. All right. So you, Nantam, Solus would be filling out the last slots there for now. Uh, well, no. Right? Uh, he still has two spots open. Because oh, put Ramblin up, too. List. Put Ramblin up, too. Ramblin, you talked up Pocky Gum a lot. Uh, oh, but Pocky is not playing right now, so I can't really. Oh, so this is like right this very moment if you were to play a tournament. Oh, you know it's so hard to sort fucking rambling because this dude does not play ladder. He does not play ladder. <laughs> like how? Do you, like it's so hard to sort but rambling. You can it's... you can imagine if he were put in a lobby with these with the other top players in NA, how would he do? You know? Oh, he would do really well for sure. He would do there really you go. well for sure. Um, one spot remaining. One spot remaining. Damn, is it Ramp Rampkev? Yeah, I think it might be Rampkev. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I think it's probably Rampkev right now. <clears throat> you know, I think Robin is actually the best player since, like, like for all set five for sure. But I don't think mm. he's, like, top ten right now. He's probably going to okay. be top ten, like, literally, like, in two days or something. Like, you know, within a week, if I had to guess. But, like, for right now, he's probably not a top ten player. I think, like, he's actually just been, like, traveling a lot and stuff, so that's probably hmm. the main reason. Yeah. Rob, Rob okay. seems to be struggling this set, actually, which is, um, it's okay. I mean, it's, he's still got a lot of time, but... And like you said, <coughs> well, he's I mean, great players like that. Like, every player has slumps, too. Like, not every player can, like, be the top player all the time, so he's, yeah. def he's definitely got a lot of time to pick it back up again. Okay, I'm going to try to sort these now. Um, Top 10 NA right now. Man, Spencer's so good too. Mm. Oh man, it's it's hard. Where does Delicious Milk go? If he's not on the top ten, where does he? Dude, where does no, he go on uh, I I okay. I don't know how you're supposed to read this guy because he only tries in tourneys. 
How are you supposed to read someone go. that only tries in tourneys? I don't I don't get it. I actually don't get it. What did, what did Milk place in the first tourney? You guys remember? Uh he, he got day three? He he he, was... he, got, he didn't go for the last day, right? He Yeah, oh, he didn't, he didn't get two. on until yeah. last day. He okay. got like fifth or something, but he got points. He, I I messaged him about it and he said he was pretty happy that he just got points and again, he was yeah. just like not taking it like he was taking it seriously, but he's not putting like all his eggs in the tournament basket. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, he's. I mean, the the tournament basket is the only basket, right? Like, there is no ladder basket <laughs> to set unless you are right. already in a really good spot for it. Basically, mm -hmm. who's going for a ladder snapshot to set? Let's go. Um, GVH, Soju, Nantam, and is anyone else going for it? I don't think Socks gives a shit. Yeah, Socks only doesn't give a shit. Um. But he could probably just get it on accident, honestly. Sox is really good. That's um, true. Is, do they, uh, let, me, let me check to see if standings are updated. Okay, I'll do... I'll do me fourth, Spencer fifth, Soju sixth. Okay. Um, Nantem seventh. So Solus would move then. Where would Solus? Yeah, Solus, move? Solus eighth. Ramblin nine. Ramcup ten. I think I'll do that. By the way, you All might right. be the first person ever in our show to rank Nantem in their top ten. I'm not sure if that's true, but I, oh, I can't really? remember the last time someone. That might be right. That. I mean, Nantem has been grinding this yeah. whole set, and he's been like the same <clears throat> top ten the entire set. So hmm. you gotta you gotta respect it. Totally fair. I I, I cool. haven't done that. All right. Well, is that your final list? Looks pretty good. I don't know. It, it, it becomes really hard to rank players that don't play much ladder. Like the reason I can rank Solus high mm -hmm. this set is because he has had like two accounts in top ten. Like it's for for a while, right? It's like, so interesting to me hearing that rationale. You know, because that's always that's what we hear a lot from players, obviously in TFT. But like, there's not a whole lot of other esports yeah. where ladder would be that impactful in a pro's top ten rankings. You know, it's because like, how would you rank? pro poker players right you would rank them on their winnings from cash games because a sample size of five thousand hands is going to be way better than a sample size of 500 hands and tft you kind of have to rank in the same way ladder ladder matters more in tft like how well you do on ladder matters a lot more in tft than how you do in tourneys because a 500 game sample size is says a lot more about you as a player than a five game sample size like hmm. and that's just the the form that's just how tft is even if it's a different environment competitively Yes, yes, for sure. Because even mm. though it's a different environment, it, there is some differences between ladder and uh, three play. Like some dude in GM can come in, high roll his ass off on the day, shit on all the top players. Does that mean he is the best in the world? Hell no, it doesn't. It means he got really lucky today. It was his day. So it's just that's just the reality of like what can happen in TFT. So hey, to me, this sounds like we just need more tournaments. Uh, true. We do need more tourneys. Yeah, I agree. There you go. Contest need more tourneys with uh, high stakes for people to try harder and stuff, and also mm -hmm. for players like players like Spencer and, and Setsko and Nubal, you know, that are like insane players, insane talent. 
you know, they don't really want to stream as much, uh, but they they can't play TFT if they don't stream because the only way to make money in TFT is to stream. Uh, the only way to like make any like kind of decent, you know, living living money is is to stream. So it, it, it kind of feels bad because I wish I could watch Setsuko play and like I wish I could like know more about him, but he he just like always keeps him on the DL, you know. So. But even even though he's like uncontestedly like a top two player, hmm. interesting. This is going to be something that's going to develop as uh, as TFT develops as a game too. As far as the importance <clears throat> of ladder, the importance of streaming, all that stuff is going to change and shift over time. I can't wait to see how it all changes. But thanks for your NA tier list. We have to move on though. We're running out of time real fast. Also, we oh, go sorry, the... sorry. I just want to say I'm pretty oh, biased. Yeah, I ahead. think sorry. I'm pretty biased. Like I think that if it was someone else's tier list. If it was Soju's tier list, I'd be below Soju. If it was Spencer's tier list, I'd be below Spencer. But I really do well, yeah, think of like, those those slots in the middle are really close. Like really yeah. close. Yeah, for sure. And I it's like really right. yeah. it's like it's like patch dependent. It's also condition dependent, right? Is Soju yeah. staying up twenty hours before he's playing his tournament versus like, you know, yeah, uh, other yeah. stuff. Uh, I will say sure. one thing before you go into the mailbag is that I'm trying to work on a project actually right now that might help a little bit of uh, what Kurum and, and what a little bit you were pointing at Doa, which is how do we how do we get people to feel like LP their current LP isn't exactly the whole story, but at the same time uh, hmm. bring some consistency to rankings. So it's a project that I'm working on for TFT that will release probably January 2022. Intriguing, an announcement of an announcement from uh, from Frodo and esports classic. But that's right, it's going to be hype. It's going to be hype. Uh, we're going to go into the mailbag while Kurum answers this question. Uh, in chat, ask questions as well. Kurum will pick one, and the picked person will win $10. So keep that in mind. Send your questions to us uh, right now in Twitch chat. But while they do that, Kurum, uh, what would a Tier 4 augment be like? Would you ever even want this in the game from RYTG? No, no, no I wouldn't. No, okay, uh, there you go. <laughs> prismatics are already crazy enough. Um, do, do you want a Tier 4 augment? I mean... I, not definitely not in any yeah. competitive sense. It would probably really? be pretty fun to like see, you know, what what could happen. I guess like you know, seeing the boundaries pushed even further. You know, some dudes got fifteen units or some shit, right? Um, but but no, I definitely would not want to see this in the game. I think prismatics are already like a ton of variants, like a ton, a ton of variants. So mm -hmm. this would be even going a step further. Yeah, at, at a certain point, like the arms race doesn't become interesting anymore um, because everything is just obnoxiously too strong. And then it becomes just like, it's, it's, it's like everyone has nuclear weapons now. And it's just, right. and you're, mm -hmm. we don't even make shows really about that anymore. <laughs> the shows are all about like sword fighting or like maybe some yeah. gun shootouts. But like when you, and everybody has like a bazooka just like ready to destroy each other, um, the games end up, well, <laughs> Honestly, what really felt like was the case for there was there's a moment in Hearthstone Battlegrounds where it felt like hero choices and some of the variants was like so extreme that it would feel like a tier four augment. And there was like crazy like damage <coughs> that was being dealt where players would die in like two or three rounds. Um, and that's not that, that's a really unsatisfying way to lose uh, because you just mm -hmm. feel like you could have gotten more of it. So I, I wouldn't like a tier four augment. If you could design an augment. That would fit in yeah, with the tier current four stuff. Augment, I mean, do? not even yeah, tier four, like just a regular augment. Oh, if I could design one, yeah. Um, what would Kurum's augment? I don't know. Be? They took a. They already took a lot of the good ideas. I really like Pandora's and Salvage a lot. Easiest suggestion of my life. 
They have an augment where you link your PayPal or your credit card, and for two dollars you get a Nico's help. Oh man, I would, I would, I would go broke so every, fast. Holy, every, Riot yeah, would yeah. make infinite money. The game would be it's completely true. pay to win, and TFT would win. last forever because we would have infinite funding to do anything we want. Mm-hmm. There you go, million dollar Piltover Cup coming soon. <laughs> My augment would be uh, bring in the Master Chief, uh, and then he does donuts in the center of the uh, the board of the Warthog. And shoots everyone with the chain gun. There you go. Yeah. Well, right. uh, how do we, we have some questions in Discord that we uh, copied for you, Karam, for you okay. to choose. Yes. Oh, should I just do them all? No, just pick one. Pick the person oh, pick that one? you... Right, pick one, and then that person I mean, this one's a no-brainer. Is there a current top 10 TFT player you think that is instrumental for helping lead TFT into the future for new people? I mean, it's definitely one. Soju, right? Like Soju's, Soju's like blowing up every set, streaming more hours than anyone uncontested. Like he's the only person that can do back to back to back to back to back to back to back twenty hour streams, right? Like <laughs> man doesn't while, sleep while still playing at like the top level. He exposes so many people to TFT. Like like he's 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 carrying super hard, right? And like obviously you know like it's good for him too because you know he's getting rich. It's lit. So. I mean, yeah, for first it's definitely Soju is uh for that. Uh and he's top ten, like he's always top ten. Like I, I think like it's really hard to just stream TFT for twenty hours straight and still play at like a pretty good level. Like like still playing at yep. like such a such a high level. It's actually so. nutty. He, yeah. He's top ten Twitch stream on the entire website right now. Like he's doing a lot to get TFT. Like of course, like like Kerm said, it's like obviously self serving, right? He's not like doing it for yeah, of course, yeah. Generations. It's not a charity, but right. sure, it's, but it's like, his business, you know. Yeah, he he like so so just like a really interesting like face from the uh, creator perspective because he's just like a guy that really embodies the silliness of TFT in a way. Like, there's a lot of extreme things that happen in the variants of the game, and Soju just kind of leans into it with his personality by just like being quite extreme with his his quips and his remarks and his phrases and the memes mm-hmm. right and he mm-hmm. takes jokes really well and that's ultimately what it is tft is such a it's, it's a game that either makes you laugh or laughs at you and that's like something that soju really embodies so he's, he's a perfect ambassador and he's really cleaned up a lot of his act lately especially if you remember in set one and two where this dude was toxic like he was just straight <laughs> up like dumpstering people left and right and just being a flame lord um and he's grown a lot and uh, you know his, his birthday was pretty recent and it's just great to see the community rally behind that as well uh, i'm yeah. just really happy to see what he's done and, and every honest everybody right because everyone's been rising up to and trying to uh like mm-hmm. do their part so true enough congrats uh black hawk downs for winning that uh 10 bucks from kurum oh kurum's not actually job, paying it. we're paying it but yeah GG. <laughs> there you go. That brings us to the end of uh, perhaps one of our, our longest episodes ever, but this is a good one. We had so many good topics, and we had so much interesting discussion, I think. I, I really liked this episode, but it's time to get some final thoughts. Uh, Kurum, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show, being a great guest. Any uh, final shout-outs, things you want to say, stuff to get off your chest before you you depart here? Um, shout-outs? Yeah, you got a team, don't you? Shout out to my chat. For the people that actually, you know, like talk about TFT and stuff and like support <laughs> me. I appreciate that. Um I yeah, I think that I think that's it. <clears throat> All right. 
Shout out to Steve Aronset, who's like a, like a, like a low-key, like huge TFT fan. Yes, yes. Steve is the coolest boss I've ever had. Yeah, uh, right? I kind of wish yeah. my boss was at TFT. <laughs> what? Like, Steve yeah. actually gives a shit about, like, what I'm doing and stuff. It's cool. So. Yeah. True enough. Now your teammates team with Bjergsen, too. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dan, yeah. final, final thoughts. Uh, final thought. I mean, there's a lot that I want to say. Um, I took a long time off, and I'm so glad to be back playing TFT. I tried to play as much as I could. I was playing on Airbnb Wi-Fi that disconnects. I missed entire half stages. I trolled. My profile is so grief, man, because like 40, 50 games, I was just like not being able to play half of it. And yeah, I was right. on a it's, it's fake. I was playing on trackpad. <laughs> I was disconnecting. People were messaging me like, why does your board suck? And I was like, oh. God, I was so tilted. Um, but I'm glad I'm 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 glad to be back. Uh, and I and I'm and I'm I'm working on a lot of cool stuff. Uh, so you know, there's stuff that I mentioned about like you know something coming up in January about you know we can figure out like rankings and tier stuff. Um, trying to organize community tournaments during this long drought, right? We have a giant like off season of December where there's really nothing happening. I'm trying to mm -hmm. uh, organize a, maybe some kind of community tournament and. Uh, you're obviously invited if you want to join and we'll, we'll get everybody we'll wow. get the whole band back together it'll be really fun um but That's you know all those details uh, i have to flesh out and it's, it's always scary talking about it here because nothing's finalized but we're gonna try to make it happen so keep your eyes peeled. Uh, okay wow hype stuff all right well hey thanks for uh watching everyone thanks to giant slayer for uh, putting this on. Wisdom, of course, uh, for putting on Giant Slayer, basically. Thanks to you in the chat uh, for watching. Thanks to Riot for making TFT. I feel like I'm a little bit of a limbo right now, too. Like, next week, I'll finally be back in LA again. I feel like I'll finally be back and able to get back to normal with things. So I can't wait for that. Uh, but it's been fun doing the show. I've been playing on 200 ping from Korea and doing as best I can. It's made my decision-making very, very decisive. That's That'll probably help, right? I'll, I'll tell myself that anyway. But... That's going to be it for the show. Thanks for watching, everyone. It's been a good time. See you next time. Play a lot of TFT. Stay safe, and we'll see you then.